Hello, and welcome to the Historically Thinking Commonplace book for the week of April 14th, 2019. This week on the premier podcast of Historically Thinking, a conversation about cyborgs, robots, and androids of ancient Greece. That's right, I said ancient Greece. In this Wednesday's conversation, I talk with Adrienne Mayer about her book, Gods and Robots, Myths, Machines, and the Ancient, and ancient Dreams of Technology. It turns out, curiously enough, that the Greeks had many of the same dreams of the future that we do. And now for this week. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Those are the first lines of T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland. And whilst speaking somewhat against personal interest, I have to confess that this week seems to justify everything bad that Eliot said about April. Just listen to these fo this following list of atrocities and disasters. On April 14, 1865, Abraham Lincoln was shot and mortally wounded while watching a performance of Our American Cousin in Ford's Theater in Washington, D.C. He died the following morning at 7.22 a.m. On April 15, 1912, the luxury liner Titanic struck an iceberg, and sank at 2.27 a.m. Over 1,500 persons drowned, 700 were rescued, and others were missing. On April 16, 1917, Vladimir Lenin returned to Russia from exile. Until 1922, after the successful October Revolution, he was the premier of the Soviet Union, leader of the Russian Soviet Federative Socialist Republic. April 16, 1995, Iqbal Masih, a young boy from Pakistan, at the age of four, had been sold into servitude as a carpet weaver, spent the next six years of his life shackled to a loom. At age 10, he escaped and began speaking out, attracting worldwide attention. And then, on April 16, 1995, he was shot to death. April 17, 1975, Phnom Penh fell to the Khmer Rouge, a regime who, under its brother number one, Pol Pot, tortured and killed perhaps a quarter or more of the population of Cambodia. They killed intellectuals, anyone with a connection to the former government, several ethnic minorities, and supposedly anyone who could read. April 18, 1906, the San Francisco earthquake struck at 5.13 a.m. A massive fire followed from overturned wood stoves and broken gas pipes. It raged uncontrollably for three days, resulting in the destruction of over 10,000 acres of property, killing more than 4,000 people. April 18, 1942, the first American air raid on mainland Japan when Jimmy Doolittle led a squadron of B-25 bombers off the Carriot Hornet to bomb Tokyo and three other cities. There was minimal damage, but it was a great boost to American morale and it foreshadowed the destruction that was to come to the Imperial Japan. April 19, 1943, the beginning of the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising when Jews in the Warsaw Ghetto began an armed revolt against Nazi SS troops, rather than be forcibly deported to death camps. April 19, 1989, 47 U.S. soldiers killed by an explosion in a gun turret on the USS Iowa during gunnery exercises off Puerto Rico. April 
April 19, 1993, in Waco, Texas, the, com the compound of the Branch Davidian religious cult burned to the ground with 82 persons inside, including 17 children. And then two years later, as a sort of revenge for the destruction of the Branch Davidians at 902, a massive car bomb explosion destroying the entire side of the Murrah Federal Office building in Oklahoma City, killing 168 persons, including 19 children, inside a daycare center. And finally, on April 20th, 1914, miners in Ludlow, Colorado were attacked by National Guardsmen. They had been seeking recognition of the United Mine Workers Union. Five men and a boy were killed by machine gun fire. Eleven children and two women burned to death as the Myers tent colony was destroyed. On April 20th, 1999, the deadliest school shooting in U.S. history in Littleton, Colorado at Columbine High School. Birthday, April 20th, 1889, Adolf Hitler, born in Braunau am Inn, Austria. Well, here's Sir Ian Kershaw on Adolf Hitler. What follows is a work which reflects, through the medium of biography, such an attempt to bind together the personal with the impersonal elements in the shaping of some of the most vitally important passages in the whole of human history. What has continued in the writing of the book to interest me more than the strange character of the man who held Germany's fate in his hands between 1933 and 1945 is the question of how Hitler was possible not just how this initially most unlikely pretender to high state office could gain power, but how he was able to extend that power until it became absolute, until field marshals were prepared to obey without question the orders of a formal corporal, until highly skilled professionals and clever minds in all walks of life were ready to pay uncritical obeisance to an autodidact whose only indisputable talent was one for stirring up the base emotions of the masses. If the answer to that question cannot be presumed in the first instance to lie in those attributes, such as they were, of Hitler's personality, then it follows that the answer must be sought chiefly in German society, in the social and political motivations which went into the making of Hitler. To search out those motivations and to fuse them with Hitler's personal contribution to the attainment and expansion of his power to the point where he could determine the fate of millions is the aim of the study. And that's the Historically Thinking Commonplace book for the week of April 14th, 2019. Why not like us on Facebook or subscribe to our weekly newsletter, Notanda. Just go to our website, click on the subscribe button in the upper left. That's all for this week. Right in the corner where you are. Mm -hmm.